Is the future bright for All Elite Wrestling? Find out as Racing Chu of The Regacy Show joins me to talk AEW on our latest PCC Extra. And we're back with the show. And yes, it is Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here. I did say on our previous episode of the Pop Culture Cosmos that I was going to try and bring someone in here with a different perspective when it comes to All Elite Wrestling. They just had their major event here in the Las Vegas area. It was double or nothing from what I was able to experience and what I saw. It was a very solid event. Great wrestling all around. A very good start for the promotion in and of itself. It looks like there's some possible good things up ahead. And here to talk with me today about All Elite Wrestling, their possible future, all the things coming up, some of the talent we'll talk about as well. And and overall, is this something that could eventually be on par with World Championship Wrestling battling it off against World Wrestling Entertainment? And yep. here with me today to talk about it is a you know just an awesome guy all around. He is the host of the Regacy Show. You got to catch his inspirational show each and every time out as every episode drops. It's now available. It's the Regacy Show on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and over 10 different podcast outlets. It is a good man indeed. Race and Chew, thank you so much for being back on the program. Thank you so much for inviting me here again. And you're most welcome. It's a real pleasure to be back here to actually share my thoughts on AEW because the other time we were talking about Avengers, this time around it's more about pro wrestling. And, and, I, yeah. and I, I know I brought you in initially to, you know, in regards to the fallout of Avengers Endgame and emotional health and all that and well-being. So we won't yes. even go into Game of Thrones and the emotional health of many and we how to deal with that. We're going we're gonna to yeah. give you a break from that. We're going to give you a break from that today. We're sure. just going to talk about something I know you had brought up, which I was just so pleased to hear about, and that is your love of professional wrestling, sports entertainment, yes. whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it, wrestling, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. But it mm-hmm. is all elite wrestling. They are yes. emerging onto the scene. They just had their official first outing with Double or Nothing right here in the Las Vegas area. Your thoughts initially on Double or Nothing as far as as an event itself, and then later on we'll go into All Elite Mm -hmm. Wrestling and its hopes for the future and what's stacked up for it and also against Mm -hmm. it as well. Sure. In my opinion, I actually believe Double or Nothing was pretty pretty good. Uh, I would say that the match cut was pretty impressive uh, especially they got to get a lot of uh, japanese wrestlers from all around japan to come over to fight and also at the same time getting the aaa tag team triple a tag team championship on the line as well between the lucha brothers and the young bucks that was pretty impressive as well and the other match that huge impact was actually kenny omega versus chris jericho Alpha versus Omega number two. It was pretty amazing, but the the ending was was even better. The ending was even better when 
John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, he came in to actually do some dirty deeds on Y2J and uh, Omega itself. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. Uh, we we can't wait for the whole match to to come out between Omega and John Moxley, or perhaps even a triple threat match. It will be even better. The three of them. Yeah, it will be even better. It will be even nicer to watch. Yeah, for and let's start with the Casino Battle Royale, right? The the match between this twenty-ish people that was in the Battle Royale. It it was, uh, in my opinion, the the starting it was a bit dull. Uh, especially you get to see different wrestlers coming in to kick ass, and uh, even they got. Uh, Mr. S, Billy Gunn to, to be part of it. They got people like uh, Tommy Dreamer to be part of it. Uh, it, it was okay, but when when Orange Cassidy came in, uh, came in, it, it was uh, you know it, it was a bit dull. Like uh, watching him do the sloth movement, all the kicks, all the all the all, all his uh, weird antics in wrestling. It, it's it's. In my opinion, it's quite dull. But as it goes along, as the match goes along, when Hangman Page comes in, it, it was, it was um, a much better flow for the whole match. That's where Hangman Page had all the amazing, uh, I would say, amazing stuff that was on the ring. And uh, he, at first, I, I, I knew somehow or rather he would win because of how the match was staged. So when I f- saw him uh, winning it, I was like, okay, cool. This, this was something that I, I, I think uh, it, was, it, it was meant for Hangman. Because uh, when I saw the other wrestlers on, on the whole show, on the whole match, yeah, I, I don't think they would have won it. And, Somehow and I- rather. If, even, uh, even Ty Dillinger who came in, I don't think I don't think he would have won it as well. Uh, even though uh, he he had a huge ovation for him, but I I don't think he would have won that match. Somehow, or rather, when Hangman Page came in, I realized that hey, this guy sh- could be the winner somehow, or rather. So it it's it's easy to predict, even though the storyline is is pretty uh, interesting. But somehow, or rather, we know that. Uh, it's easy to predict who's a winner for that match. Well, hey, I agree with you on that because simply said, the first thing you want to address with AEW and All Elite Wrestling is the fact that since they don't have the background, the years already in production that yeah. the WWE mm-hmm. has, and obviously the resources yeah. as well, they're not mm-hmm. able to get that caliber of wrestler all the time. And it really hurts you in the mid to lower card range and one of those mm-hmm. was the 21-person Casino Battle Royale, where you actually yes. saw the depth being very minimal. You had some old stars yep. that were way past their prime mixed in with independent wrestlers who probably the WWE mm-hmm. will never look at for one reason yep. or another. And you see the, that, yes, some of them did have a following because of the small areas and the small promotions that they've been a part of. They yeah. have their own they, niches. But unfortunately, yeah. as an overall star or a look, there were very few options that you could really go to in that type of match. 
uh, Luchasaurus, Brian Pillman, Brian, yes. Brian Pillman Jr., Luchasaurus, who was signed to AEW after the event, Hangman Page, Ty Dillinger, aka Sean Spears, just by Sean name Spears. value, yeah. name value only, Correct. and that's pretty much it. So, seeing how that yeah, is and- the case, that is the first thing I want to ask: is AEW yep. in, in this world of wrestling we have now? We do not have the mm-hmm. system in place that we did a long time ago in, let's say, the late yeah. 80s, early 90s, where you had so many regional outlets worldwide mm-hmm. that had mm-hmm. a, a base of wrestlers that were of quality, were experienced, and had something that they could go ahead and bring to the table all around yeah. that weren't necessarily in WWE or WWF at that mm-hmm. time. Flash mm-hmm. forward years later to 2019, you don't have that base. And I've t- spoken to you off, ca- uh, off camera about this. You don't have yes. that base of, of ready wrestlers that you do that you once did. WWE realizes that and, and goes out of its way to try and sign every, rather, every wrestler that they can to either their NXT yep. or WWE, what have you. This is what you have left over in a lot of cases and unfortunately, mm-hmm. right now, while it's pretty good at the top when you have names like uh, John Moxley, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose, you have Chris Jericho, you have Kenny Omega, you have the Young Bucks, yeah. you have you have Cody Rhodes, names like Cody that. Cody Rhodes, yep. It's, it starts to fall right after that. So I ask you, my friend, the first thing you want to address when you're all elite wrestling is the talent base, because you can say you have 50 wrestlers, but if you don't have 50 wrestlers that can draw you a, a, a large crowd or a large audience upcoming in the future, because they do have a deal mm-hmm. with TNT, that's going to really yeah. hurt them, at least in the short term as well. Yeah, I understand. And the thing is this, uh, surprisingly, even though this is their flagship PPV, pay-per-view right uh they got oh they got it full house somehow rather they got they got a lot of attention and well they've got a lot of goodwill they, yeah. from that all yeah. in and this also emanates from the fact that there was the bullet club this all emanates from the yeah. bullet club in new japan correct how they gathered yes, together yes, yes. yes it became very cool Got to get by. Got mm-hmm. to buy the T-shirts at Hot Topic, and or, and our yep. and also someone who follows us well, the great people at Pro Wrestling Tees. I mean, those kind yes. of entities. That's how it really got to where it was with the All In uh, independent event last year that did so well, and and they're a hot name right now, so they are banking on it. The Jacksonville Jaguars owner, Mr. Khan, his son Tony is running it, and yes. I've heard this story before. You'll forgive me. Uh, when it comes yeah. to a a son or a daughter, in this case, it's uh-huh. a son that's given a lot of money to, and a lot of rain to go ahead and try and, and start a promotion up like this. Because we saw yeah. it when when uh, with Dixie Carter and TNA, and uh-huh. when they tried to go in full board with Hulk Hogan. First of all, I want AEW to succeed. But Definitely. I've seen this story before many times over where there's money put in short term and money put in that's... Once, once the returns are not there short term, the patient seems to leave very quickly. So I ask you, Rayson, yep. your thoughts on what AEW has to do initially before they go on the air here coming up this fall, week by week by week, to have something that could even challenge or approach what the WWE has to offer? Well, what they have to do is that they do not have to be the next WCW again. Because from what I saw is that they have a lot of they have a lot of teams that were 
similar to WCW in terms of the the way they challenge WWE in terms of how they actually draw talent from WWE like back in the days when the first few guys that came from WWE to WCW such as people like Lex Luger, Bret Hart, Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, Razor Ramon, Diesel. All these people went in to WCW and they claimed that it's the, where the big plays, big boys play, right? So now AEW is something like what WCW is doing. And you look at the uh, entrance where, the, where AEW guys come in and out from the entrance in terms of the tunnel, it looks similar and very old school like WCW. And even their, their ring is similar to WCW where they have their logo in the center. And it, the, the way they make the ring, it, it looks like WCW in, in, my, in, my, in my opinion. And also at the same time, the way they actually draw talent is similar to WCW way of drawing talent where they got people on board, like how uh, Bret Hart was complaining, was actually saying uh, about WCW in WWF when the Montreal school job happened. So for John Moxley, even though he didn't do the AEW sign on WWE Raw or SmackDown or any PPV, but somehow rather uh, when he jumped over to AEW and the way he taunted WWE and the post-match conference where Cody, Dustin were all talking about this WWE, Vince McMahon, how they should watch AEW. It felt like, you know, it's like how WCW is doing again and uh, was doing back in the days. And also at the same time, uh, the way where Cody Rhodes went to take the sledgehammer and whack the throne, which, yeah. which uh, Triple H was uh, proclaimed to be sitting on every time when his entrance was on in WrestleMania, for example. Uh, there are a couple of times that he actually sat on that and they broke it. So it, it seems like they are having a, I would say, a huge challenge for WWE. But then again, recent news, especially recent uh, Raw, Sami Zayn actually set out AEW on either on purpose or accidentally. So there's a, there's a huge thing that, that a lot of people were, were I would say, commenting about was speculating in terms of that and i would say that aew is actually they're on the rise yes but it seems like they are going to be a little bit like how wcw were like during the attitude era you're listening to the pop culture cosmos don't touch that dial wait do, do people still use dials Listen up, all you gamers out there. Miracle Fruit Oil is ramping up the deals on its awesome Vitabrace Gaming Wristband. Vitabrace is clinically proven to help improve your gaming performance. Vitabrace will help you achieve your gaming goals, whether it's that single-player campaign, retro classic, or battle royale. Head on over today to MiracleFruitOil.com, and if you use the code VITABRACE50, you'll get half off on a Vitabrace gaming wristband or use the code buy one get one 
And it's buy one, get one free. That's right, just use the code VITABRACE50 or buy and the number one, get and the number one today to get some great deals on some VitaBrace gaming wristbands. So check it out today at MiracleFruitOil.com. VitaBrace, win with it. Those yeah. are some great statements indeed. Once again, I'm talking mm-hmm. to Rayson Chu of The Regacy Show. You got to catch his inspirational show because he has an array of great guests each and every time yeah. out. Got to catch you. it today. That's available on anchor.fm and also as well, Apple Podcasts and so many other different yes. podcast outlets. It's just so great to have you talking here about All Elite Wrestling. I agree with mm-hmm. you. I mean, this is early stages for them. I mean, they, yes. they do have a lot of goodwill, a lot of good emotion behind them right now. There is a ton of things that they need to go ahead and do before they go ahead and consider themselves you know, either you know, at anywhere near that kind of level. But they are taking those baby steps. The wrestling itself, yes. it was very quality. The match layout was very solid indeed. The fact that they're going to start talking about how wins and losses matter within the company I really, truly enjoy that because the 50-50 booking we've seen for the past, uh, I don't know, just so many years at World Wrestling Entertainment just blows me away to no end and not in a good way. I will say that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, but I do do think there's things that they need to do. First of all, we, you and I spoke beforehand about the commentating that needs to go ahead and be addressed as far as to create that type of environment. They need mm-hmm. to go ahead and and maybe get some new blood in there or something. But I know Jim Ross is the greatest announcer alive ever. That's great. And, yeah. uh, but unfortunately, I think that, you know, and people have said this, whispers and whatnot, but as much as I respect him as announcer, maybe he is not the individual to call these matches anymore and maybe be in a stance where he should be like, a, like as far as a studio program or something to set up each and every type of atmosphere. I think he would be Correct. awesome in that type of format these days, but also as well, the individuals, Alex Marvez and the other mask play by play guy, they got to go ahead and address those issues. I don't think those two came off very well, unfortunately, because yeah. I do respect Alex. The, Correct. I do highly respect the work of Alex Marvez, especially when he was, uh, really doing a lot of great stuff with the Wrestling Observer. But I will say this, that there's also the presentation look that I did not think mm-hmm. was differentiating for themselves because in many ways, they're, they're backstage skits, they're driving up with the limo. That just reminds me so much of what we already see many times at nauseum on the WWE that I think yeah. that it just portrays themselves as a WWE light, which is not a good look for them long-term. Right now, they still Mm -hmm. have the goodwill of the fans, and they're going to sell out everything that they go ahead and announce as far as whether it's Fighter Fest or whatever the other events that they have coming up, at least in in the short term. But as long as they have a presentation that does not deviate very much from what we already see at WWE, that's going to mm-hmm. be a problem for them, especially in the fall when they start on TNT each and every week. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, getting to watch so many indie wrestlers on the show, it, it was amazing. Like, to introduce a few new peeps to us, or pro- perhaps they are very popular indie, but those WWE fan that has never watched or seldom watched indie wrestling would not know who the heck uh, best friends or 
for or even the the Japanese uh, wrestlers, except for Emi Sakura, she's very popular. Aja Kong, yes. But if you talk to me about uh, Rio Mizunami, I have no clue. I have no clue until I went went to uh, search on her on Google or even like uh, to watch her YouTube videos. Then I know that oh, she's from this stable in Japan, NJPW. She's from uh, all this. All these people are from different stables of uh, Japan. Uh, we we wouldn't know, right? Uh, that they are actually from all these DDT and all these places. But um, it, you know, it's it's a bit. It, it could have been done better, where they would they would say that oh, we are getting people from this stable or wherever to actually do a promo and and let people know. Other than the Code Dustin promo, other than the uh, Jericho. Omega promo, they, they can if they can, you know, do some promo about all these uh, players. It will be good to to let people know that hey, you know, these guys are coming and things like that. And also, of course, uh, they they had some surprise packages back there, such as Bret Hart coming out to uh, introduce the title belt to everyone. But of course, um, the the title belt presentation could be done slightly better, even though they had some storyline where a few players come out to actually talk about it, to actually dispute about it. And Hangman Page have to come out to, to support Bret Hart for that. Yeah, I, I, I believe it could have been done slightly better uh, other than just MJF coming out to, to destroy the party a little. And yeah, it, 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 it Overall, it, it was nice. It was good. And uh, having people like in DDP uh, coming out to bring Brandy Rhodes out, it, it, was, it was nice, like in my opinion. But um, the overall can be improved. So, yeah, the overall can be improved in terms of like the promo for certain wrestlers can be done better. And, of course, uh, we know that... Uh, by right, Adam Page is supposed to have a match with uh, what's his name again? Uh, He's going to have a match with Chris Jericho with for the uh, no, for the title. Uh, no, uh, before this, before oh, he was supposed Pac. to yeah with Pac. Uh, Peg, Peg, yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, yeah, correct. Yeah, he was supposed to have a match with him, but uh, somehow or other, I was told that he wanted to keep hold of his title and he wanted to win uh, somehow or other and uh, he cannot cannot lose his title as well. Uh, so he had no choice. They had to change the storyline and let him, let him not have a match until a later date. So he's still in. He's still with the AEW, just that uh, his storyline will come in a bit later on. And I, I believe the commentators can, can be improved. Not Jim Ross, but the the other two guys that was there. I believe the uh, it is uh, uh, again they, Alex they, Marvis and Excalibur were uh, the commentators. Yeah, Excalibur, correct. Alex Marvis and Excalibur. The uh, the the passion was not there. They they were a little bit confused. Uh, I would say confusing to to the to the fans out there to the audience because they do not somehow rather they do not some some of the items that were on on it they do not know what to say or they say it with some doubt as well uh which which made 
me think that uh, they they could have done it better and they could have gotten some other people from probably ROH, people from TNA to actually do the announcing as well because they got they got one lady, Ellie. They got Ellie from TNA to actually do some uh, uh, ringside announcement in terms of uh, uh, some some when it comes to the female female wrestlers when they were here to fight uh, and especially when we talk about female wrestlers i was pretty surprised when they got this uh kong awesome kong to come out to actually uh, do a fight and uh it, it's it's sad that they they let kong to have such a very short game time on the match itself they she she didn't do much uh uh I would say damage to the players. She could have done more damage rather than just a couple of moments, and she got whacked by Nia Rose, uh, Nyla Rose as well. And uh, yeah, the the match was okay for me. And the the thing is, I I believe right for the match that could have been better, it would be the Casino Royale. Uh, it, it was a bit, it was a bit dull, uh, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> in my opinion, it was a bit dull. Even though they had people like uh, uh, Hangman Page, Jungle Boy, they had people like uh, uh, Luchasaurus, which was good. I mean, like he, the, he was a very, he was pretty good in in the match itself. And then they had Tommy Dreamer, Billy Gunn, and all these players, but. I still believe it could have improved by having much more high-flying action or some uh, kind of a better storyline where there are a few guys who have some feud in, in there and to fight it all out. Like how uh, Roy Rumble in WWE had a lot of feuds inside where probably Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens had, had a feud before and they had a great time on the match itself, even though they didn't really win it, but uh, it was amazing to to watch them fight it all out rather than this casino battle royale. Well, it was interesting because it did take place in a city where a longtime home of a resident is Mike Tanay, who announced for many years on World Championship Wrestling and also TNA and Impact, yep. and yep. did a very outstanding job. I have met him mm-hmm. in, in many years ago. He is an extremely, uh, nice. uh, he's, he's an awesome gentleman to talk to. I, he was very yes. ingratiating to me the time that I knew him. And I'll tell you what, I think he would have been a great option to at least get this thing started when it comes to double or nothing and all that. But mm-hmm. unfortunately they did not go down or that, or maybe he doesn't want to get back into the business at all because he's gone radio silent in the past years since his leaving TNA. So I know he does a lot of stuff when it comes to sports betting and things of that nature. So maybe he just wants mm-hmm. to stay with that. Well, well, you know, I don't know. It's just uh, something I think that they need to address at some point in time before TNT hits in the fall for them. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Get ready for Box Art, a gaming docuseries from Pyre Productions and Rob McCallum Films. If you love video games, chances are there's a box cover or cover image that you love and has stuck with you for decades. 
In our series, Box Art, we travel across North America to visit with the unknown illustrators and artists responsible for creating the most iconic gaming images of all time. What was once scheduled to be a 90-minute documentary is now a six-episode season packed with unbelievable tales that paint a picture of the gaming industry you've never imagined. Just one of the many pop culture projects from Rob McCallum, Empire Productions. We've gone a lot as far as what we've criticized them for, but I will tell you, the future does look bright for AEW overall. I'm definitely, just a little bit definitely. apprehensive to get on board full-time because I've seen this yep. story before emanate over yes. the course of almost 30 years as far as mm -hmm. someone trying to go ahead and put some money in to compete with the World Wrestling Entertainment. And we'll see how long owner Shahid Khan and his son Tony Khan will want to stay involved with this. They're doing some things yep. differently. They're dealing with analytics as far as the overall, how yes. they go ahead with their business, which I think is extremely intelligent. They're yep. going about things in a different way as far as an approach to a younger audience and millennials, along with trying to get that audience of a younger crowd. They're also trying to see if they can still maintain some type of, of uh, resonance with an older crowd, such as myself, that has yep. had an affinity mm -hmm. over the course of 30, 40 mm -hmm. years with professional wrestling. I, I hope that they make it because if the environment makes it much better for professional wrestling, if there is another big time entity out mm -hmm. there along with the WWE that helps their product because their product has grown stale over the past few years. And I've said this before, professional wrestling yep. does not succeed at a high level unless there is a star that can attract people that are not involved or interested in their normal daily life when it comes to professional wrestling when you get that mm -hmm. casual audience in there when you have someone that transcends the sport like hulk hogan like him or mm -hmm. like him or hate him and also as yep. well steve austin and the rock yes. those individuals mm -hmm. transcended the sport in so many ways john cena was close but he was not at the level steve austin was at the height of his career and, and the same yes. thing with the rock, those two individuals and Hulk Hogan, they brought in an audience that was outside of the hardcores. And yes, mm -hmm. it's great that AEW is going to cater themselves to an audience such as that, but in order to be successful long-term and in order to grow at the rate that they need to grow exponentially, mm -hmm. they need to go ahead and make sure they try everything that they can to ingratiate themselves to a larger, broader audience. And that's the big test. And that's the big question. Yep. You know, Correct. I hope so. I mean, the history has shown us that it hasn't really happened. And when it, did, when it did happen, it was with WCW. And unfortunately, due to their own poor decision-making, met their own demise and that's another story yes. in and of itself but uh, my hope is aew will make the right decisions to go ahead production wise talent wise mm -hmm. and also wrestling wise that they'll be able to go ahead and put a product out there that can eventually compete on a card by card week by week basis with the wwe one thing i want to talk to you about is when you get in situations like these where you have a startup company or you have a company that has an influx of money and tries to go ahead and present themselves as something bigger and something that could possibly compete with the WWE, there is a tendency for any WWE wrestler that leaves, whether they're fired or whether they quit, 
for them to go ahead and migrate over to whatever new entity or hot entity that is. Yes. We've seen it in recent times with the entrances, mm -hmm. you know, Chris Jericho, John Moxley, Pac. Yeah. Those individuals have migrated from the WWE by their own choosing, mind you. They weren't yes, terminated. Correct. That was their own choice to go with AEW, so it's a little different there. But eventually yeah. there's going to come to the time where you want to go ahead and fill that roster out with quality people, but in doing so, there's a perception that you're just going to go ahead and get WWE hand-me-downs. So I ask you, as a company, do you go ahead and try to reach out one, with those ex-WWE stars as they leave World Wrestling Entertainment or do you stay away from that and try to build something on your own that could be something really special? Or maybe not. It could go easily the other way around. Well, if, if it's me, right, I would suggest this. So if, let's say, I see any of the, the, X, any of the WWE talent being X'd out or they terminate their contract with their own will, right, I would actually look at them together with my team to see whether do they fit in the storylines? Do they fit in the company's value? And I would say, do they fit in with the culture of this whole wrestling promotion? Why would I say that? It's because if, let's say, if, let's say, okay, I am able to get people like AJ Styles, people like Roman Reigns onto AEW, I wouldn't mind. But, I need to know whether are they fitting or not. Because if they do not fit in the company, they do not fit in the, I would say, the whole board of storylines and the, and the wrestler's profile, I would say I would definitely look at these talents and try to pull them in. Because as long as I could see some dream matches between my players and theirs, I will definitely get them in, on board. Like recently, after whole of AEW or during AEW double or nothing, WWE wrestlers, a couple of them were tweeting about it. There were people like uh, The New Day. There were people like Sasha Banks. They were tweeting about it. And if I were, if I were in their shoes in AEW, I would be thinking about whether do Sasha Banks fit in? Who's, who's good to challenge Sasha Banks then who is good to challenge these people that have tweeted and all these people that have tweeted do they have a huge fan base if they have a huge fan base how can I leverage on their fan base so that I can draw more attention to AEW as compared to WWE and how can I leverage on WWE's uh, recent I would say Foley or storyline to make sure that I can use it on my benefit because Sami Zayn recently said AEW on Raw, right? And it's their number one flagship show in the whole entire pro wrestling. In the whole entire pro wrestling, Raw was the biggest and baddest ass kicker in the whole sports entertainment in terms of wrestling wise. They are the big dogs, right? And they said something about their number two company or the rising star company on their show. There must be a storyline be behind there 
or it could be Sami Zayn slipped his mouth. So it depends, right, on how we see it. So if it's me, I wouldn't want to do the same thing as what WCW did, which was to actually just acquire talent and then think about who to who to do all those uh, uh, storylines with, and that's it. No, I would rather plan it out first before I get these people in because even if they have 10 million fan base, right, somehow or rather, it might affect the whole roster itself, even though we get someone not that big, or maybe people like Emma, right, people like Lacey Evans, who is just rising, and we just get them, approach them in, push them in, right, or maybe like how WCW did, they got the women's champion over on, on board in, from WWF to WCW, yeah, and they throw the title onto the rubbish bin. Yeah, it, it, it's eye-catching. But slowly as it goes, you need to plan out what kind of storyline can you give it to Medusa? What kind of storyline can you use for her so that it can be very beneficial for this company? Because as the story goes, it will definitely die down and become very dull after that if you do not know how to plan, if you do not know how to actually get the message across to the audience. And of course, looking at WWE now, their storylines are a bit shaky and they are confused with what to do because they have this, uh, usually they have WWE shake-up, right, after post-WrestleMania. And somehow rather, after the shake-up, they had this wildcard rule, which was a bit like uh, they are shouting for SOS. They are like, hey, our ratings are dropping. Even though it's a billion-dollar company, but it doesn't mean that it is a company that's progressing due to the storylines or perhaps the person that was writing the script, they have no idea what to write anymore or they do not have anything to say much. So they had this 24-7 kind of a belt, which was something like a hardcore championship belt, which was a little bit ridiculous in terms of the, I would say, the design of it. And of course, uh, how they tried to use R-Truth to, to gain some uh, viewership from there. But I don't think it works that much this time around. So if let's say, if let's say WWE storylines is still decreasing, the quality is still decreasing, then of course AEW will leverage on it and beat them with the better storylines, in my opinion. That, that is what I truly believe in. So... If I were to be AEW, I will not just go and intentionally sign people. I'll intentionally go and shake things up over there. So the fans will get amazed. The staffs, the back-end stuff, and the front-end stuff will be like, whoa, these guys are really doing some things different and amazing. And they are trying to change the game of how pro wrestling has become ever since WWE has been the giant among all, all the other promotions, right? So this time around, AEW, Independent Synth, and all these other boys down there, the underdogs are rising because of them knowing the flaws of WWE, the flaws of WWE. So they know how to leverage on there. Like people like Triple H knowing certain talents are good, but not great enough in his own eyes. So he let them go, like people like uh, Evan Bourne, people like Cody Rhodes, all these amazing people 
could have been world champions or could have been intercontinental champions for a certain certain point of uh, time, but they didn't. And after they have gotten a few championships, and then after that, probably WWE got bored with uh, creating some storylines for them, and they just let them go, or they just call it quits between both of them, right? So I, I truly believe if, let's say, we are competing with a big dog, we need to know what makes them successful and we model them. And then we need to make sure that our culture, our value is not a copy and paste from WWE, but it is something that is much relevant to the audience. And we need to actually do some survey uh, as well to actually check with the fans, be it WWE, TNA, NJPW, or wherever these wrestling fans are. Ask them, what kind of pro wrestling do you want to watch? What kind of matches do you want to see this time around? Who do you want to see challenging certain people? And like how WWE had this uh, time where they actually asked the WWE universe, who do you want to watch to challenge? Yeah, that, that is a good idea. But even greater idea is to actually check out the reviews. What kind of what reviews are out there? Be it you are the owner or you are the back-end staff. Go and check it out. See what are the comments, what are the people's opinion about certain matches and see where they can actually improve. Of course, if there are hater mails and all sorts of nonsense, don't look at it. But if it's something that can improve your company's attraction, it can improve your company's value to the audience, by all means, go and watch and listen and go and make a difference to the audience that's watching because ultimately it's all about the fans it's not so much about them you're listening to the pop culture cosmos if you're tired of sifting through flea markets for rare and unique games we can help retro city games in henderson nevada only five minutes from the las vegas strip has all your favorite gaming staples classics and a wide selection of rare games with new stuff always appearing on our shelves Come in and chat with Nicole or Doug about your love of games and watch as they help you complete your collection or find your childhood favorite. And don't forget, Retro City Games loves trade-ins. So if you have any Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, Xbox, PlayStation, or even PC games, come in and visit Retro City Games today. Welcome to the new metropolis of gaming, Retro City Games. Again, this is Racing Chu. You got to follow his awesome show, The Regacy Show, available now on Anchor.fm and also as well mm-hmm. on Apple Podcasts and so many other podcast yep. outlets. I'm telling you what, Racing, I'll tell you what, it's just a great time to talk to you when it comes to AEW. Yep. I agree with you on many of the things that you said. And again, mm-hmm. I know a lot of what we said today was about you know little nitpicky things that we talk about fixing whatnot. This is something that they need to address sooner rather than later because the fact is they have the mm-hmm. goodwill of fans now. They need to do yep. something specific in regards to that and to try and keep that fan base happy, mm-hmm. satisfied with the product. A, you know, willing to go ahead and follow the storylines, like you said, they need to be compelling. They need to be different and outside of the box from what the WWE is showing today. And hopefully, mm-hmm. that will be the case, especially when they start on TNT in the fall and they are running each and every week. And they want to go ahead and present something that 
hopefully fans will go ahead and get behind because that's what I would like to see. I would like to see them prove everyone, all the naysayers, the doubters, including myself, because again, I'm by by very nature of watching pro wrestling over the course of close to 40, 40 plus years now. And well, I've seen it all. I've seen it all when it comes uh to professional wrestling. And of course I'm going to be on that naysayer side so I want to see them address those things and make those changes for the future to try and go ahead and present something and showcase something different that sets themselves apart and will make themselves a viable contender to the WWE and make them a viable competitor to the WWE as well. So I'm, yeah. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping. And and one more thing is just recently I actually saw this uh, video regarding Vince Russo's tweet about AEW collaborating with WWE. And I was, uh, I was thinking, hey, maybe, maybe it could be true. Why I say that is because somehow or other, even though it seems like they want to challenge one another, but somehow or other, it, it, it gives me the vibe of how ECW invaded WWF back then in the 90s, where they have the king went into... ECW to invade them and do a, a, a couple of shows for a, a few times and then RVD came into AEW and Paul Heyman was commentating in WWF back then. So uh, I, I, I believe if let's say they are, it is true, like what Vince Russo has said, then maybe this collaboration would be uh, a very interesting and huge one for pro wrestling. But if it's not, then we could see this competition very, very much like back in the early 2000s where WCW, ECW, the Alliance versus WWF. And of course, if let's say one day there's one of this invasion about to happen, okay, we need, if let's say it happens in AEW, it means that, okay, cool, WWE lost its game and AEW has won it. But if it's happening in WWE, then we know that, okay, AEW, I understand that you have been promoting and selling and saying so much about it, but it, it could be like small boy having big talk at that point of time, and they lost it. So it, it depends. So uh, I'm really fascinated by the upcoming months in terms of how AEW versus WWE goes. Yeah, if, if it if it's all all good for all for all uh, all elite wrestling, then by all means, right? It, it will be awesome, and then that means we have another great promotion to watch other than TNA, Lucha Underground, and etc. I agree with you on that. Before yep. you head on out, my friend, I gotta ask yes. you: Why do people need to listen to your awesome show, The Regacy Show, now available on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, and so many other different podcast outlets? Okay, the reason why I believe it is something that you guys should listen is because I have amazing guests such as Grant Cardone, Gary V, and etc. to be actually sharing their entrepreneurial journey with you and also golden nuggets on how to thrive in the entrepreneurial world. And of course, there are also certain uh, tips and tidbits from many other big entrepreneurs based in Singapore and other 
parts of the world so that when you are thinking about going global expansion, especially when you are from US, from the States, from Canada, from Europe, and etc., you want to have businesses in Singapore or around Southeast Asia and Asia, then you can actually learn some stuff from this podcast as well so that you are pre, uh, I would say preempt and prepared to actually build your business, build your empire in Singapore. Yeah, and uh, I believe it can add a lot of positivity, inspiration and motivation for you guys uh, aside from the Tim Ferriss show and all the other show. This is one of the shows that we actually go raw and I would say authentically with the audience and the guests because there's no cut, no NGs, which means to say that we cut and we re-record it. No, it's all live because I use Facebook Live to record it and then after that, we make turn it into an audio. And of course, stay tuned for more via YouTube because it will be up on YouTube as well. And it's totally free, so everyone can get access to it. That's, again, The Regacy Show, available now yep. on Anchor. Also, as well, available on Apple Podcasts, so many other different podcast outlets. Yes. Check out his show on Facebook Live as well and upcoming on YouTube. Well, Rayson, yep. I'll tell you what. It was just awesome to talk to you about AEW, the future of All Elite Wrestling. And, again, to everyone yep. out there, I am very hopeful that AEW will turn into that big entity that so many mm -hmm. of us that follow the industry for so many years have been hoping for. There's been yes. more moments in time where there's that brief glimmer of hope that the WWE will have a solid contender, which hasn't mm -hmm. been around since the late 90s. We all saw what happened with World Championship Wrestling and the downfall of their company and yes. whatnot, but there's been just a few glimmers of hope. Unfortunately, none of them have paid off. But now that AEW is out, now that there's a good, strong fan base by it, now that there's something mm -hmm. that they can go ahead and build upon for the future, yep. let's hope that All Elite Wrestling can go ahead and achieve that great status, which so many people like myself and you as well are hoping for indeed. Yeah. All right, my yep. friend. It's just great having you again on the show. This has just been yeah, such man. an awesome pleasure to have you talking about All Elite Wrestling. I got to get you back on talking more great pop culture subjects with me, talking to people, giving advice on how to deal with it, or just talking <laughs> about how fun it is to talk about pop culture. It's just always great to have you part of the pop culture cosmos. <laughs>